2: Podcast is part of the sports social Podcast network This is Lester till I Die TV. Watch and subscribe on YouTube and listen on your podcast platform. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Lester till I die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on, you foxes! Strap yourself in, because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. And it's live. Good evening, fellow Fox fans. How are we? Um, still happy? <sighs> hey, come on, it's not been a bad season, has it? Um But we still not. You thought you were going to get rid of me for the summer, didn't you? You thought you were going to get rid of me, but no. Like a bad rash, I'm back already. And we've got we're going to be doing specials during the summer, basically. And tonight's the first one of them. This is Leicester Till I Die TV. You catch us live on YouTube, Leicester Till I Die TV. Please help us and subscribe. It it does help the channel and it helps Leicester Till I Die a lot. We're on Facebook, the group Leicester Till I Die, and if you live in the Twitter sphere, we are on at Leicester T I D. That's who we are. Just in case you needed reminding. (laughs) So what we're going to do tonight? Well, we're going to be rating the players. It's been a good season all in all, but what do you think of the individual players? Average, good, brilliant, see you later, or (laughs) bad? Let us know. We're going to go through them. I've got a couple of chat chums in with me that's going to help me decide. Um, they're going to have a vote and I'll probably have the, have the decider if, it's, uh, if they don't agree. And, you know, we're football fans, so the chance of them agreeing might might not be that strong. But let us know in the comments what you think of each player as we go through it. But uh, let's welcome in in. The first guy, of course, you know, he's back from uh, turning wine into water and feeding the 5,000. Brad! good evening sir
1: yeah good evening chris how are you
2: i'm not very bad having had the first jab i believe
1: yeah yeah i've had that so i've just gotta wait now for my second appointment to get rearranged but it's it's half the step there so
2: can i just say that makes me feel really old because i've had both so uh, (laughs) either i'm very old or you're very young and i don't know what this guy falls into but matt good evening how are you sir I'm probably somewhere in the middle of you two, age-wise, I reckon. Uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good, guys. How are you two? Not so bad, thank you very much. Um, this yeah, is Matthew Mann. After. If if you're wondering who he is, he's been on the show before, but he's the author. Well, first of all, you've, you've heard me promote a lot um, the Manny Own Football Business book by uh, Barry Pierpoint, Leicester's first chief executive. He helped produce that, but he also wrote this one himself, What If... An alternative, an alternative... Not easy for me to say. I'll try that again and put my teeth in. An alternative history of Leicester City. Briefly, just tell us about it, Max. It's a bit of a different book, isn't it?
0: It is, yeah. It's uh, So we all know the history of, of Leicester City. This book explores what, what didn't happen, but what what might have. So, um, for example, what what would have happened if Knockhart had scored that penalty back in the semi-final against Watford? Um when he obviously missed and Troy Deeney scored and, and we were knocked yeah. out of the playoffs. Um, had we gone up that season instead, how would things have been different for Vardy, Mahrez, even Harry Kane, who was on loan uh, with us at the time. So explores loads of different things like that. What would have happened if Cruyff had joined? What if uh, Heskey and O'Neill had stayed uh, back in 2000? Um, so it's, it's a very different book, a bit of fun, uh, but there's also yeah. quite a lot of factual stuff in to learn as well.
2: It's a really good read as well. As you can see, I've got it there. It's a really, really, really good read. Just tell people how they can get it, Matt.
0: So you can get it from uh, Blue Army um, It retails at £15. Or you can get it from Mind My Own Football where you can also pick up Mind and My Own Football Business.
2: Good, nice one, nice one. I feel I do feel like Michael Parkinson here, you know, allowing the plug <laughs> to go in first. But uh, no, seriously, it, it is a, it is a good read, right? So tonight, guys, um, yeah, it's been a good year all around. You can't say it's been a bad year. Um, maybe a little bit disappointing at the end, but basically fifth for the second season running, Europa League for the second season running, and um, FA Cup winners. All in all, but. The question is: Is how did the players perform in your eyes? Because there were some excellent performances, probably some below par performances. So we're going to go through, through through the through the players here, and we're going to rate them. And fingers crossed that this is all going to work. Um, and it is. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Right. So, Brad, let's start with yourself, and let's, let's start with Casper here. How would you rate Casper?
1: Oh I've come out numerous of times and said there's not many keepers in the English Premier League I could think to put in front of him. Um Edison, Allison are the only two obvious ones that spring to mind, but I I'd have him as the third best keeper in the premiership. He's been pivotal, dodgy kick here and there. We all know that. But I'd put him as <laughs> as, as, as up there in the top column, mate. I would put there as He's been brilliant. He's been fantastic. He's held us together at times.
2: Now, I would have thought that, Matt, but looking at the stats, and 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 I'll say this to you because I know Brad doesn't like the stats, but uh, he has kept us in so many... <laughs> and sorry, sorry, Brad, uh, but i have just going to uh, sorry, Matt, to get you away. I'm just going to bring this one up because this is so true. Has Brad been on a desert island? <laughs> he does. <laughs> he does remind me of that film. What was the film with Tom Hanks in? Oh, oh I castaway. can't remember. Yeah, yeah. I don't uh, know. Castaway. Castaway. That's it. You do a bit of a castaway look to you, but um, but actually. Absolutely. <laughs> and I know it's not just all about the goalkeeper, but Schmeichel was seventh in the table of the most goals let in for the season. He let in 50, which was more than the Fulham, the Villa, the Newcastle uh, goalkeepers. But yeah, I suppose, Matthew, a, a defender's only as In fact, the Brighton, uh, the Brighton um, goalkeeper was second in the table. But I suppose a goalkeeper's only as good as the defenders in front of him.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you've got to look at Schmeichel with uh, and, and sort of flip it on its head. How many times, how many points has he won us? How many times has he kept us in the game? Um, you know, you've only got to look at the the cup final. Those two saves that he made um, were just as important in my in my view as Tillman's goal. Um, I think yeah. Schmeichel is. I I think he's the best shot stopper in the Premier League. Um, I'd agree with Brad about. Probably got Edison and Allison above him, and that's purely down to the distribution. Which Michael's distribution is, is the bit that I think lets him down, and um, it's probably what's kept him at Leicester
2: over the years, to be honest. And do it, do, and Alison and obviously is not bad with the old headers as well, is he? Yeah. <laughs> no, he gets a 20 out of
1: 20 on these headers, Alisson.
2: <laughs> yeah, so so are you are, are you agreeing with that then? Um Matt, are we going brilliant for Casper? Yeah, I think it's his leadership as
0: well. Um, I mean, on for the Spurs game, I was sat right behind the goal, and because there were as many fans there as normal, you could really hear what the players were were saying. And Schmeichel was so vocal. Um, I think he brings a lot more to the game as well, rather than just his uh, than just his shot stopping.
2: I've heard rumours, Brad. That obviously, with Wes retiring, that Casper might become club captain, and there'll be another captain, uh, an outfield player, as captain on the pitch. Would you go along with that? I know you're yeah, a member of yeah. the the goalkeepers federation, but uh,
1: well, yeah. I mean, to my knowledge, Wes Morgan's been like the back backroom staff captain. He's been the captain on the mm. training pitch to rile them up to get them going, but he's not played at all this season. In in, in fairness, so. Casper's always been that keeper esque sort of thing. Yeah. And I'd argue that if he does you know, if he doesn't get it and we keep hold of him, you know, Roger seems to like something in Tillemans being captain. So I'd say if, if Captain does go to Kasper, as we expect it, the vice captain might be uh
2: Tillemans for next season. Yeah. Yeah, Only well, kept eleven clean sheets. Um, he made two point three saves per game, and I think he does deserve, like, like Matt said, for for those games that he kept us in it. I think he deserves to be uh, deserves to be in the brilliant uh, folder, shall we say? Difficult one now, and I'll come to you first this time, uh, Matt, um, because we're looking at Danny Ward. Not had many games this season, but um, yeah, I think he had a couple early on, didn't he? Yeah, it's it's difficult
0: to know where to where to put him between the good and, and the average because when he's been called upon, um, he, he's always done a job. But then, yeah, he's playing in the cup games against uh, lower league opposition. In the main, he's also playing behind um, slightly different uh, back four to our, our strongest one. Um, I don't know if he's actually played a Premier League game for Leicester. I know he hasn't this season, and if he's played one at all, so he's, he's a good backup goalkeeper. Um, I don't know if if you can put him in the good based on what he's done for his appearances. I I don't know, maybe an average, if you're looking at uh, him as a a player, as a squad member.
2: I haven't actually got any any stats for him, to be honest with you. Um, Let's just see. Uh, He's played... No, I haven't got... He's played, I think, one game in the EFL. That's about it. But I don't know in a... He was. He's in the squad, and I, I guess we've got to look at him. Um, Brad, can you add anything to that? Because, I mean, I think we're both struggling here.
1: Last season, he was the cup goalkeeper um, for the majority of it. Um, he probably would have got a good then. It's hard to give him a rating at all, really, isn't it, this season? Because yeah. he literally had that one game. You know, I think the emphasis on winning a cup was very strong, and you know, don't chance it in goal as much as... You, I trust Danny Ward in goal for some of them games we had in the Cup. Kasper yeah. was the choice pretty much throughout. So, uh, to, aside from putting him in, in non-applicable, I think he has to go in average because he did his one job. Well, not really, but yeah. he didn't do bad, yeah. if that makes sense. You know what I mean? It wasn't like he had four passes in or five, but he couldn't really do anything this season. He didn't get yeah. a sniff, so... It, it said,
2: it, it he had uh, he had two games for us and two wins in the FA Cup. I don't remember those, but I'm getting old. Maybe that was obviously right at the start. And he had a couple of games in the UEFA League as well. One win, one loss. So, you know, I, I suppose he's, you know, he, he's, he's, he's turned in, yeah. up when... Now I've got to be honest with you. I think the, the best thing I can say, I don't know if you agree with this, Matt, is if Casper was to get injured, I wouldn't worry about Danny Ward coming in.
0: No, I think he's, he's proved, hasn't he, from the cup games. Um, and, and he played a couple of games the season before, didn't he? I know he played against Man City. He um, mm. got to the League Cup quarter final, and So he's, when he's been called upon, he's done a job. It's just that he's not, he's not really had that much, that many opportunities to test
2: himself. I hope you're not coming
0: to Djokovic next time. We've got to rank him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thankfully not. <laughs> Thankfully not. Uh, yeah, he, he's one of those players that bless him. You you, you forget he's there, don't you? <laughs> so, yeah. with, with him. So we're gonna give, we're gonna give him average, which I think, to be honest with you, is no disrespect for him. To him, sorry, but uh, like I say, it's difficult to judge him. Maybe on 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 the few games that we've had. So, uh, so uh, Brad, come to you, Jupokovic. Um, <laughs> <no>, I'm joking. <laughs> so oh, <laughs> that would have been funny if I had got him. Actually, uh, James, Justin, my he was my player of the season on the games that he played. So you probably got some idea where I would put him. Unfortunate with injuries, but go on, Matt. Uh, so, Brad, where would you put him?
1: He's got to go. He's got to go. In. brilliant he was a shoo-in for the euros there was not a sniff even with luke shaw's mm. turn the form the way he was doing that left-hand side for us was absolutely phenomenal and i moaned yeah. that we were paying 12 million for a league one player essentially because he hadn't kicked a ball in a championship what do i know I, you know <laughs> if this was on his season i couldn't put him there but this is on a performance and for what we saw of him he was going to Euros. He was one of the most certain names on there in a lot of people's books. He was brilliant, yeah. and it's so cruel that he got injured.
2: It was. Um, Matt, he made twenty three to- uh, 23 appearances, 13 wins, 4 draws, 6 losses. Scored two goals, let's not forget. He, he-, he scored a couple of good goals and kept nine clean sheets in that. You- you've got to have been impressed with him
0: yeah definitely i mean that goal against stoke was fantastic wasn't it in the in yeah. the cup um and that goal alone was well worth the medal that he won i think for for james justin last season when when he joined it was a transitional year and he was a little bit uh a little bit up and down um he yeah. didn't perhaps have the consistency this year i don't think he was probably expecting to be a first choice fullback i think castagne and ricardo were were the plan but because of injuries he, yeah. he got his opportunity and he just, he just grasped it with both hands. I think he's been absolutely fantastic. He's, he looked the real deal. His versatility is is incredible as well because he was equally comfortable on the left and the right. Um, and I agree with Brad as well that, you know, surely he'd been off to the Euros if it wasn't for his injury. So, he's you know, fantastic season. It's just a shame for him that it ended the
2: way that it did. Indeed. So, we're going for brilliant guys?
1: Yeah, definitely. 100%.
2: I think I say I have a feeling that row quite rightly this this year is going to get uh get full. Um, so Brad, back to you and a certain Mister Wesley Fafana. Um,
1: is there any? Is, is there a supernova category?
2: I can create so, one.
1: <laughs> so, seriously, make a supernova category. 30 odd million for a 19 year old. I know he's 20 now. That plays like yeah. an experienced Champions League winner. That's what his level yeah. is. I'm not even joking. There's not a single fan of an opposition that I've spoken to this season that doesn't want him in their team. Get a supernova category, Chris. Get it made for what? Call it the Wesley for final standard and drop him in that if you want because <laughs> he's been brilliant. I'll keep it that short for you. <laughs> I'll give you
2: that to you, Matt. <laughs> That's the most cool, concise man. you've been all season, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, he made 51 tackles, 73% successful, 61 interceptions, 181 recoveries. Um, <laughs> there's nothing you can add, is there, really? No, I mean,
0: he was he was immense in, in the cup final, wasn't he? Uh, you know, nothing yeah. was getting past him. I think this season, um, you, you have to kind of remind yourself that he is only nineteen the way that he's adjusted to the Premier League is just incredible. You know, when you think about experienced players like Timo Werner, Ka- uh, Kai Havertz, internationals, and they've come over uh, to the Premier League and st- struggled to adapt. And Fofanas come in from the French League. It's supposedly a f- farmer's league. And he's just just looked like he's been here forever. He's got the potential to become one of the best defenders in the world. And it's not just his yeah. tackling, his defence. He's got that like Harry Maguire esque ability to bring the ball out as well and and you know yeah. almost acts as a kind of a sweeper. Um so yeah he's a brilliant but You can't put him anywhere, you know, anywhere below
2: brilliant. That that that's a name from the past, Harry Maguire, wasn't he one of the players that left to win silverware? Yeah. Um,
1: I'll that for him.
2: Yeah, wonder how wonder how that worked. Melina. Thanks very much. Melina's in here modding for us. I actually that that bottom that bottom row there. Maybe um, I should have changed that to uh, rather than see you later to Arsenal Standard.
1: Yeah. Oh, come on now, come on, <laughs>
0: behave. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Actually, in fairness, there was an Arsenal channel earlier, and I think it was this is Lu- Luca's life, and he was doing the same as I'm doing now. And I was expecting him to come back on mine because I was on his going like, did any did any Arsenal player get over above a zero? <laughs> so, so far, he's not come back at me, um, Matt. Our our Turkish delight there, Soyuncu. Okay, so. I think <laughs> no, that's, that's yeah. worrying if you start with okay. <laughs> I think it depends
0: on whether you're talking about the Sonju who plays alongside Evans or the Sonju who plays when Evans isn't in the team because I think he's yeah. a very different player. With Evans, he's definitely in the in the good, kind of approaching brilliant. Without Evans, he, he, he worries me a bit sometimes. He, he seems to have a bit of a mistake in him. Um, yes. So, it, I'd probably say overall, I would give him an average for this season, probably because he set uh, expectations really high after last season's performance. Yes. This season without Evans, I think he's he, he has struggled a bit in, in my view, and that's a bit controversial. I think he's a fantastic player and he's, he's only going to get better because he's also young. But uh, yeah, he, he worries me sometimes.
2: 27 tackles, Brad, 63% were successful, 91 recoveries, Uh, 63 aerial battles won, Uh, and a couple of um, Pele-esque moves uh, fell flat. (laughs) Where where, where would you put him?
1: I have to actually agree with Matt to a lot of what he said because Mm. when he's been brilliant, He's brilliant. Don't get me wrong. He he's up there in. He, he'd been if he kept his consistency, got rid of the C- Cruyff turns. He'd been yeah. good. He'd go straight in the good category. But Matt's right. When he, he's not with the right partnership or not in the in a structured three, where he's maybe got that wise head telling him to pack, doing what he's doing and telling him to think before he leaps because he. He seems someone that likes to go career and forward if Evans isn't on the pitch and leaves a, a few gaps. And he hasn't really changed too much from how he was last season. You felt that if Evans wasn't there, he wasn't at his best. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I'd have to throw him in the average category, I'm afraid. Uh, so, I'm probably one of those that's a twin fit, disappointed with how he's been throughout the season.
2: So we are putting him and I, I, I can't I can't disagree with you there. Like you say, it was a it was a case of which which Soren Chu was gonna gonna turn up. Um okay, Brad, we're gonna stick with you here. And the guy is um a legend, as they say, but he's hardly played. But he did start, you know, a few game or play a few games at the start of the season. Um always got, always had an
1: Oh, what's going on? It's completely froze.
0: Yeah, Chris has gone.
1: Yeah, Chris has completely froze. I thought it was me then.
0: Yeah, should we carry on with Morgan then? We'll wait for Chris to come back.
1: Yeah, we'll try and sort that out while Chris is sorting out his technical issues. Um, I don't want to get pitchforks and bricks thrown at more windows. So I I, I kind of want to rate this on his overall season. I think he deserves the respect, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, I think, I think when you're looking at Morgan, you've got to look at Fuchs as well. And I think you've got to look at their career at the time at Leicester, because I think it's the right time for them both to leave now. Um, but yeah. what they've achieved and what they've given to the club, you, you can't you can't give them anything other than brilliant, can you?
1: No, you can't. Because if you're going to judge them on in this season, I would probably say that when he stepped in, Fuchs did really well. And unfortunately, if it weren't for a flag offside, the only thing that Morgan's come on the pitch to do was nearly put one in his own net, I believe, in the final. Because that goal was a bit, was deflected off him, wasn't it? Yeah. So if I was going on performance, I, I can't put Morgan in like an average or a poor, And I, I, I can't put them on performances in like a... You know, good or brilliant, but they weren't. But, yeah, I think for these two, you've got to make a special exception and put these in the um, category for, for brilliant just for the service for the club. We've got a few like that, haven't we? I, they kind of remind me of Walsh and Elliot in the yeah. server to the club and what they've done. I mean, yeah. it's a strange one, isn't it, when you think about it, when you've got to rate a player like that? Because you're instantly wanting to put them in the good category for that reason aren't you
0: yeah i think we've got to look to what they bring off the pitch as well so i mean you know we've already spoken about for i'm i'm pretty sure that morgan will have been doing some work with him in the training ground and the dressing room and i'm I'm sure that fuchs will have been doing the same for luke thomas as well and and helping the development of the next generation um and i mean when morgan joined i mean he you know he came from forest and he, he oh, said on uh, uh, so the pitch after the Spurs game that when he joined Leicester, his ambition was to get into the Premier League. He never thought that he would ever have a chance of winning the Premier League. Here and the fact that he led, oh. he's led the team through that. He's led the team um, off the pitch to to the FA Cup. Um, and the fact that when he came on, um, you know, he did a job, didn't he? He did what was asked of him. Um, the goal was offside, so he came on. He showed up the defense. And yeah, yeah. It, it, you can't give him anything less than uh, either of them anything less than brilliant for their service.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean I I and I, I'm obviously as you know, probably one of the younger foxes that uh, in the group, member wise and obviously on this show, Matt. So you've probably only got a few years. I'll be nice to you and just say a few years more time watching the foxes than I do. But if you could maybe take
2: a play no. from the Moses
1: Ah, he's back. Okay. I, I, he's back. Just, I just trying to
2: make some content fly. <laughs> I I hoped you'd gone through about ten plays while I'd gone away. Uh, let yeah. me just uh, let me just open this again. I, I I had to literally restart from scratch. So my apologies to both of you guys there. Thanks for uh, no, right. thanks for talking away. Um, I think we're going to have to uh, probably start this again. To be honest with you. Um, so let me just um get it up. Did did we decide on Morgan, by the way?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we decided we decided to judge him on a career rather than his season, because it'd be unkind to put his season down in a in a in, a, in a donut, you know, his season down in a doornote is it's a special occasion, I think him and we've agreed as well with Fuchs to give him a special yeah rating and put them in the brilliant because what they've done for a club for out has has been brilliant and hopefully Morgan takes a deal to work alongside upstairs. Uh yeah sort of the consensus thing that me and Matt came to because we were saying they were like Walsh and Elliot for what they did for the club.
2: Yeah. So we had Fafana was in brilliant along with Casper. Um yeah. I'm trying. It's gone out of order now for me, just to 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 to, to annoy me. <laughs> oh, my mother told me there'd be days like this, you know. Um So, where's Morgan? What were we putting him in? Brilliant.
1: Yeah, we're putting him in there.
2: Yeah, and along with um Fuchs as well. Yeah, yeah, for the same reason.
1: Same yeah. reason. It's special, isn't it? They deserve yeah. it
2: um i'm trying to think who else we 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 talked so about
1: was an average. So so was average.
2: sorry mate there you go um did we discuss anybody else i
1: think that yeah. was it yeah if i'm sure if you name him when we tell you we've already done oh, justin.
2: james justin he yeah, was james uh, justin. he was brilliant yeah. wasn't he yeah, yeah. brilliant Guys, thank you so much for um, for carrying <laughs> on there. That's just—I'm a bit worried now about my laptop because that's the second time it's done this to me. So I don't know what's up with it. Um, maybe, like me, it's just getting old. So, <laughs> um, right. Well, let's have a look. It says they come up here, Mark or Brighton. Go on, Mike. You to go Brad first for that one. Oh,
1: you want me to go first, do you? Yeah. All right. Um, to be honest with you, I think he's had a a good season. He's been a stand-in. He knows that he's been that for a while now. He's Mister Reliable. The, you know, a lot of fans refer to him as as Mister Reliable or Mister Fox. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's the one that everybody loves. Uh, he's had a good season. When he's come on, he's done his job. He's been he's improved the game as well. And, and without you know about Harvey Barnes and the formation that maybe would include him a bit more, you know, he's had to adjust to a left wing back role. Um, yeah, I think he's had a good season personally. I I put him in good.
2: Matt, not probably one of the best ever from any team, free signings. Yeah, definitely.
0: I'd, I'd agree with the good as well. I think, I mean, his, his crossing, um, is, is just unbelievable. It's, um, it's, it's definitely the best in the team, and I'd like to see him take more corners for us. I know he started to take some now. Um, I also think he's one of the most unlucky players as well, um, mm. because anywhere, well, most other clubs in the Premier League, he would be a, a regular uh, every week. With us, he, he sort of fills in here and there. And there was a spell in the middle of the season where he had a run of games, and he looked fantastic. And I was thinking, if he was five or six years younger. He'd be knocking on Southgate's door for the England squad as well. Um, Yeah. The other thing with Albrighton is that he's just a good servant um, to the club. He's, you know, he he never seems to, you never hear of him doing anything off the pitch. Um, He he seems to be, you know, he misses a game, he's back in the team. Um, He he just gets on with it, doesn't he? Whenever he comes on, whatever position he's in, he rolls his sleeves up. You know, you're going to get 100% with him. Yeah.
2: And again, I think the best thing you can say about, Mark Brighton is, you know, he kept um, Genghis Under out the team because he was he was I think he was brought in for that role, which very and we know he's probably going to leave now, so I suppose putting him in by would be would be obvious. But on his performances, Genghis Under, um, come to you again, Brad. Where would where would where would you put Mister Under?
1: This this is a weird one because. From from the outside looking in, I would have mm. said his performances were good at times. I would have probably put him in the average yeah. category for the amount of appearances we've seen him. But obviously, something on the inside hasn't worked. Maybe it's something on training. Maybe he's just not up to the Premier League. And it's you know the the, the bulk that you're supposed to. You know, a lot of wingers say they they, they tend to have to bulk themselves up quite big to handle yeah. Premier Leagues. So his time at Leicester, he'd put it in bad. But yeah. I, I I don't think personally, myself, I know he's really divided opinion. So I'd be happy to kind of go wherever where you or Matt decide on this one. Because I, I want to put him in, in the, I want to say average, but I want to say poor. I'm going to have to say poor on him Because it's not worked out for him here. And that plays on the mind. I'm going to put him in poor. I can't say he was bad, because he had some good performances. No.
2: No, I mean to be honest with you, he, he played nine game or well, nine appearances. Uh six of those unfortunately were losses, uh, which probably says how Brendan used him more than his performances. Um 77% pass accuracy. Um it it, it didn't work out for him, but Arsenal are interested in him, Matt.
0: Yeah, I mean I don't think he had enough opportunities to, to show the fans what he could do. And when I saw him, he was inconsistent, but there were flashes of brilliance as well. And you think, well, maybe he's, he's got something. I know, I remember a goal he created for Vardy, I think, that was really unselfish when he could have scored himself and he squared it instead yeah. of Vardy. Um, there's obviously something that's going on in terms, in, something that Rogers is is seeing that he's not happy with. And that's why he's not been used as much and I, I think you've got to put him in the poor category because when he came in, an exciting winger, an international with experience, I was sort of expecting he would be an option from the bench, somebody who can come on and change a game, a bit like Bale did at the weekend for Spurs, um, you know, would be another option for us and it's just it just hasn't yeah. worked out for him for whatever reason that is, but it doesn't mean to say that he's not going to go on and be a, a different player somewhere else, a better player somewhere else.
2: I mean, you know, to, to I I would have put him in average, but you two have gone for poor, so in in into poor he goes. Um, like you say, maybe he could have done more had he been played more. And I know there's a lot of rumors about sort of, you know, did he, you know was he coming up to how many games he had to play, and we were guaranteed to sign it, or we had to sign him. I don't know, but maybe you say Brendan just maybe just didn't see him in his plans, and you know that's the big thing. But um, Coming on to the, the troublemaker now, Brad. Not not yourself, not yourself, but Mister Amarty. Paul, I'll give you a sugar lump, Brad.
1: <laughs> Hello, right, um, Paul. To be you. yeah, didn't didn't have a lot of time. He's been struck by injuries. It's not his fault, but. Hasn't filled me with the utmost of confidence when he's played throughout his career. Um, mm. He's been very shaky. Again, I know Indra's affect that. I know you need game time, but compared to other players that have come to this club, if Under's in the poor section, then Amarty's got to be there. I mean, he, he doesn't even get any boxing points for me because he, he he kind of flew gloves and and shin pads for what it was worth. So, yeah, no disrespect to Amarty. A cup cover defender against the lower Mm. leagues, solid as a rock. Maybe with a better fortune, he can get his match sharpness up and prove me wrong next season. But yeah, yeah, poor. Poor for me.
2: Matt, I mean, he played uh, 12 in total uh four of those were, were were losses um within those 12 games he actually got three um three yellow cards so uh, a quarter of his games he, he was booked but he didn't keep one clean sheet and i think i mean the thing with uh with Marty is that he's been here now for five years
0: and um I, I don't know what his position is is he a right back is he a center back is he a midfielder? Mm. Um he sort of plays in all of these, but he doesn't He doesn't fill you with a lot of confidence um, yeah. when he comes on and he plays. He's, he's a completely different player. If he comes on in to be a centre-back, you know, Sanchu, Fofana, Evans, and then you've got Amate coming in. He's just a completely – he's just not of the same calibre as the other players that we've got. Um, I, I think he's been poor. I if, He's one of those players that I wouldn't be surprised if he left at the end of this season.
2: I mean, my, it my thought was, that, yeah, you know, do we do we put him in poor or do we actually even say goodbye to him?
0: I think it tells you something that at the start of the season, when we were looking for centre backs, we were playing Ndidi there, um, mm. Fuchs the left back was playing central oh. central defence, and you've got Amarty there as well, who just didn't even get a look in.
2: So, were we going for poor lads or were we going for bye? I think bye, personally.
1: You know what? Yeah, you know what? I'll change my mind and agree with that because I could see him being one that we get rid of over the summer. Yeah. Go to somewhere like a Stoke. You'll do like a Kurt Zuma and go Stoke somewhere like that. And go on after the season.
2: <sighs> Sorry, Daniel, but you were gone. Uh, somebody else who didn't complete a full season so we're going to be looking at his his sort of abridged season stick with you Matt as we look at Mr Harvey Barnes so yeah I mean Barnes last
0: last season the only thing that was missing for him was was his end product um, this season he, his goal uh, ratio was just fantastic he's he'd obviously been working hard at it and he was scoring a lot of goals he was causing a lot of problems and I think he was one causing problems for the defence, I should say, not for Leicester. And I think he was one of the reasons yeah. for Vardy's form dropping off or his goals, uh, goals ratio, dropping off in the second half of the season because Barnes wasn't there. He created a lot. He was another attacking option. He scored a lot of goals. Um, he, he, for me, would have been another dead set for the Euros, the way that he was playing. And I'm convinced that if he hadn't been injured, that we'd have made the top four. I think he could have made the difference and unlocked some defences and. Some of those games where we were struggling.
2: So, where 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 would you drop him into, Matt? I'm going to put, I'm going to
0: say good because of the fact that he didn't, he wasn't there for the whole season. Um, right. But then we've put Justin in the brilliant, haven't we? So,
2: yeah, we
0: probably need to put Barnes in the brilliant as well.
2: Uh, Brad, 455 passes, of which 75% were on target, nine goals. Um, We missed him.
1: How many assists did he get?
2: Oh, and you're going to ask me the one thing I haven't got up here. One second, <laughs> fifty-six. All oh, right, if you want to, if you want to be clever, he had fifty-six shots, one header, twelve with his left foot, forty-three with his right foot, um, <laughs> and I haven't got, I haven't got assists. Ah, uh, right. Well, one thing I will say
1: about Harvey Barnes is he burst onto the scenes. A lot of Leicester fans didn't want him to go out on loan, wanted him to start before he went to West Brom. He came back, was wanted on the pitch, got straight into the pitch, got asked to get forward more, be a bit more braver. So he came back next season, he got some assists, he got told to be a bit more selfish. If you're developing at a young age in a left winger and your manager's telling you to shoot more because he knows what you're capable of, that's, that's a hell of a compliment. To say yeah. that the only thing he could pick as a flaw for him this season to work on was shoot more because he's got it in it. The lad wants to learn he's un- hungry. Um, you know, well, like, I, can, like, I
2: can tell you now that he actually got the same number of assists as Wilfred Indeedy and Yuri Tillemans, which was four, yeah. and it was the fourth best in the club.
1: Yeah, so there you go. A winger that's getting this was getting his assist until the injury was yeah. was well, what was, all but on double digits for goals. I mean, when did he get injured?
2: Yeah, I think we know where this is going, Brad, yeah, don't we? I think it's going to end up in you know I mean? the brilliant the one there. Yeah.
1: I agree with Matt. He
2: would have taken us into top four. Yeah. Mr. Castagna, one of our um, Belgian delights. Uh, Brad, let's stick with you.
1: Um, out of all the signings and out of all the ones that were... You know, all the players that played at left-back, right-back, centre-back and in goal at some point this season, with how crazy our injuries were, he actually impressed me. Uh, really good, really hungry. Um, like him as a lad, think he's great in the, in terms of football because he, he said he came here to stop us, you know, dropping silly points, which shows he's got the right attitude for the club.
2: think mm-hmm. he's
1: been good when he's played. Better on the right than he was on the left. He looks a bit uh, lacking confidence on, but he's willing to learn he's always said that which impresses me I'm going to put him in the good category I think he's been good I think because he's had to play a bit on the left and he's not always had a good performance when he's been out there I can't mm-hmm. put him any higher but I'd say he's had a good season for, the, for played, isn't it?
2: Matt he played 27 games in the league um <laughs> Very few people have played a full a full season for us. 52 tackles made, 129 uh, recoveries, of which 117 were successful, and he is in uh, the tackles the fourth best in the team behind Indeedy Tillemans and Justin.
0: Yeah, I'll agree with the good. I mean, I think the thing with Castagna is that he's um, he's steady, isn't he? He's he's reliable. Yeah. He's consistent. Um, I suppose for him, his worry has got to be that when he joined last last summer, he was joining to be first choice. I think with the form yeah. of um, form of Justin on the left, and then when Ricardo is back to full fitness, he's probably not going to be in the starting starting eleven uh, next season. Yeah.
2: So we're going to so put him in we Well yes yeah uh, it's going to be interesting next season um sticking with you um Matt uh, Mr Chaudhry the party man Yeah so I mean
0: Chaudhry's a he's a strange a strange one because he's he's very he's old fashioned uh midfielder isn't he, he likes he loves a tackle yeah. um if he's playing, then sticking a bet on him to get a yellow card is is probably a good way of making some money. <laughs> as close to the deficit as you can get. Um, yeah. He, he's behind Ndidi and Merle. He's made a couple of of mistakes, whether that's come because he's young, he's, he's lacking the experience and he's lacking the game time as well. He's never really had a regular run. Um, he's, a, he's a decent squad squad player, but I, I don't like to say it because he's a you know he's, he's a local lad. He's come through the ranks, but I, I think it's probably time for him to go to another club now and, and get some first-team football and, and try and improve that way.
2: So we're saying bye, are we? Wow. Yeah, well uh, okay. To... Brad?
1: It's not gone well for him this season, has it? It's not gone well for him at all. Uh, I think mm. a lot of people... At the start of the season, mainly because about two weeks before it, Mendy was leaving the club. Uh, I think a lot of people expected when they heard indeedy you know, when he got the interest, they were going to expect Chowdhury to take that place. Mm-hmm. Then I think the warning signs were there from him. When, when Rogers convinces a player that was practically out the door himself to sign a new contract, and he's a player that plays in that position as well, he's not offering to sit on the bench for an extra year. And be third choice. He's, he's obviously looking to bring him in and play him, and that put Chowdhury's confidence down. He does love a tackle, which I love for him. I do love to see him go in there and meet yeah. he. Newcastle hate him, which is probably why their owner wants to sign him, because just they, Mike Ashley, just loves to piss yeah. Newcastle fans off. Um, but I have to agree, I think his time's gone. I think January was a big sign of that. I think he'll be one of the first he, he's going this season. Performances, um, he was poor to average, but yeah, he's, there he, he going goes.
2: Well, let's follow him up, Brad, with Mendy then. If 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 uh, Chowdhury's going, where where do we put Mendy? Who, to be honest with you, um, didn't do anything bad really at all. I uh, did what was asked of him. Um, I always preferred him coming on to Chowdhury. I've got to be honest with you. I think he was very underrated.
1: Contrast to how his time was going at Leicester this season, reliable, solid done a fair enough job when required of him. If mm-hmm. he's happy with that, I'd like him here next year as cover. I I've, I've thought he's very good squad rotation player. Uh, we'll need him again next season because of the competitions. I think he's had a pretty average season. Not done anything yeah. spectacular. You know, like the match reports, mate, he doesn't do anything spectacular, yeah. but he doesn't really do anything wrong. So, yeah, average.
0: Right. Average. Matt? Yeah, I mean, he had a good run of games, didn't he, at the start of the season. And uh, you know, and he looked he looked good, didn't he? Filled in for Endiddy when Endiddy went centre back, and yeah, he looked good. Yeah. It's not you know he's not spectacular. Yeah. he's not going to score your goals or get many assists, but yeah, he, he's yeah. not doing a lot wrong either. I'd, I'd say average, um, but definitely a good squad player, definitely a good backup for Endiddy.
2: Brilliant. Okay, so starting to rush through these, if we can, a little bit now. Mendy would say, David said Mendy average and Jason agrees with you both. You see, again, a little fan club here. Uh, Mr Evans, Johnny Evans. Oh, I think he's had a brilliant season. But Matt, what do you think?
0: Yeah, I think he's one of the most underrated defenders in the, in the Premier League. Um, mm. How he's sort of... Flown under the radar for so long is just is just beyond me, and I think it shows as we mentioned earlier when he's playing people like Soentio, who's a completely different player. You know, he steadies that defense. Um, we just look a lot more solid, um, a lot more stable. He's, he's I would say, he's, he's brilliant.
2: Brilliant, Brad.
1: Yeah. You know as well as anybody, Chris, um, maybe I, I was overly critically harsh at Evans at times, but maybe that comes with the weight of expectation. He, he For me, he has to go in brilliant because every time questions were raised of him, he, he showed his football in brain. Brilliant. Yeah. He deserves to be in there.
2: Um, somebody then else that that, that we criticised a bit at the start of the season, but made me put weight on with all the humble pie I had to eat. Uh, Brad, um, the Nacho man, Kelechi.
1: I was probably one of the few supporters that hadn't pulled out the hair in doing so, in trying to give reasons to keep having faith with me and Nacho. But yeah. the moment come, the moment was grabbed with both hands and he's still going strong with it. He, he took it right into the end of the, you know, the season. It never petered out. There was always goals. I mean... In the end, I think Vardy only beat him by the two goals he got against Spurs for Premier League goals. I think mm-hmm. they either finished level for club total or Vardy might have just picked him because of that as well. Has to go in, in brilliant because it's a brilliant turnaround. No, no, not a single Leicester fan, when he came on and mm-hmm. got that first goal in a run, would have put him in brilliant. He, no. he, he's got to go there for me.
2: Um, Matt, I mean... I think I think the biggest compliment you can get you can give Kolechi is the fact that they thought he had a poor game in the cup final um, and because he, he played so well before that
0: Yeah I mean it's a funny one inacho because he, you know he came from Manchester City with a big reputation um, a lot of money and he because of the way that we played with one up front, he never really had the the opportunity. And I think he's a confidence player. I think he needs a run of games. He needs to to feel love. He needs mm. to know that he's, he can score. And he's never really had that run of games until this season. And I think it's just once he played and he scored, he got that confidence up and he's just been on fire since then. I mean, the second half of yeah. this season, you've definitely got to say he's been brilliant. And if he can carry that on... Um, for, for a whole season that's gonna be the that's gonna be the big question is can he do what he's done for the last few months over a whole yeah season if he can then he's gonna be up there challenging for the golden boot by the end of the season.
2: And I think if we'd looked at last season this next one would have got in the brilliant um category. Not so sure this season Matt Mr Madison
0: yeah Madison's um but he's had a very stop start season because of because of injuries um he's, he's done some some stuff that's been absolutely brilliant i mean the goal against manchester city um very, very well taken he's also he had a, a run of games didn't he where he was he was just on fire he was either scoring or assisting um and then he got an injury again and ever since he's he's come back from his latest injury He's just looked a shadow of himself. Whether it's um, whether it's that he's mentally is not in the right place, whether it's fitness, mm. I'm not sure. I mean, at the start of the season, he was above in terms of the Euros. I'd have had him above Mount and probably above Foden. Now um, you, you look at Mount and Foden, and you just think he's he's miles behind them. He's got a lot of making up to do. The thing with Madison is that we know that he's got the quality because we've seen it this season. We've seen it in previous seasons. He's just got to get that, and he's got to get the consistency back as well.
2: Yeah. So where would you where would you put him, Matt?
0: I'm going to put him on average, but that's because his with his ability, he should be brilliant. He should be up yes. there with the brilliant, and I'm probably be a bit harsher, but because I've got higher expectations.
2: But um, yeah, I'm going to have to say average. Uh Brad, he made uh, over a thousand passes, of which eighty-three percent reached their target. Um but it was flashes towards the end, but maybe that was you know, he was injured, and maybe, you know, not saying we brought him back too soon, but you know, maybe he could you know, in a normal season for Leicester, which you know we were if we were sort of mid table, he wouldn't have been rushed back so much. So it's average for Matt. Brad, what, what are you gonna do with Mr. Madison?
1: Start of the season, he was good, he got injured, he was probably average. He seems to be a player that only really can get it going, not just when he's fully fit, but when the occasion's at its peak. And Hmm. The fact that near the end of the season, Perez, who we'll get to, um, has probably been more influential for Leicester over the last couple of league games than Madison has. It's been poor. The, yeah. He went from the start of the season to to nailed on Euros to three or four players ahead of him. He's been poor. Madison has he really has been poor. I put him in a poor category personally, but I'll leave that to yeah. you because I'm not changing from poor.
2: Okay, so for the uh, I'm going to have to the first first one you guys haven't agreed on, and I've had to I think step in and uh, and referee here. Um, Poor or average is what I've got to go for. Um, I think if we look at the season as a whole, um, I'm going to have to put... I feel like... Does anybody ever watch Room 101? I do feel a bit like... uh, (laughs) uh, What's he called that hosts that? Um, I'm going to have to put him in average because i think overall sorry brad but overall the season Fair yes he was poor but he, he he was good at the start and uh, that just drags him above above the poor um but i don't think we're going to have any disagreements with this next category <laughs> somebody said here have a have a new category inconsistent uh, maybe we should have done that one for uh, for madders but brad yes indeed I think I can guess where this one's going. Brilliant.
1: End the conversation. Next player, move on. He's been brilliant. Starman. Get him in. Good.
2: Put him God, in. There. I, Sorry. I'm <laughs> going to edit that now, bit. Honestly, out for you. That's the shortest answer in Brad's history. <laughs> yeah.
1: Brilliant. Will be indeed, be brilliant. Speaks for himself. Yes, indeed, he does.
2: Matt, are you are you are we are we making this equally as quick? I don't yeah, think I need to quote any yeah.
0: stats for him, do I? He's, he has been brilliant, and the fact that he's he, you know he slotted into centre back at the start of the season as well. Um, he's you know he's he's proved that he can play when he's needed. He's he's solid. Mm. You never see him have a bad game. He's either outstanding or he's sort of a seven or eight out of ten. So, yeah. Um, nobody better than tackling or breaking down play in the whole Premier League. And I'd include Kante in that as well.
2: Right, brilliant. Well, yep, he slots into the uh, into the brilliant there. Uh, and Matt, let's stick with you for um, Ricardo here, who, again, you know, not been his best season after the high standards he's set. And that's always a problem when you set high standards, is, is keeping up to it. And we as fans expect if a player has a good game that every game's going to be good but he has he has struggled since he came back
0: yeah i mean um he he was he had a bad injury didn't he He was out for a long time he's come back but he's come back into a team that were playing very well that was quite settled and then i think because of the injuries that we then had to um to, to justin and to barnes i think he's been rushed back a little bit. Too quick. I mean, he came on, didn't he? Any UEFA Cup, or Europa League. I'm showing my age there. UEFA Cup. Any Europa? <laughs> league. Yeah. yeah. I think he, he got injured, didn't he, in that game mm-hmm. again? And I think we yeah. rushed him back, and because of that, he's not been able to recapture the form from last season. So I'd have to I'd have to say average for this season, based on the expectations that he set last year.
2: Yeah. Brad, 15 appearances he's made, Um, tackles 31, 71%, though, of those tackles were successful, 15 interceptions, 53 recoveries.
1: Yeah, it's been an unfortunate season for him. Um, I think we've seen throughout the years that any player suffers with a long-term injury it normally affects them. You know, it's the recovery on the pitch it can be just as long because they've got to get the head around it mentally. He's backed out of a few tackles, sometimes not been willing to take on the man and surge him on in fear of getting taken out, which is perfectly understandable. You go for an injury like that, especially at his point in the career, it, yeah. it, it does play on your mind. So he's got to go on the average for me. You know, he hasn't done too much wrong. It's just not been the Ricardo we're used to, unfortunately. Yeah.
2: So you're both, uh, both agreeing on that. Uh, Brad, again, we'll start with you for for Mr. Pratt, who, for me, hasn't had the chances he's deserved, really. I thought we would have used him more. I'm going to get
1: this out of the way because it's a bit painful because I really like the guy and I really don't understand how he's not managed to get himself in the mix, especially when we've discussed Madison's form. I think he's going to be gone. I don't think he's happy with not playing first-team football or as much football as he was expecting. And I unfortunately think there's no more room at the inn, as my uh, father and mother were told. You know, so but, I think Pratt will be by.
2: I think he'll be but would you would what was it, on his performances, would you let him go? On his
1: performance, I'd say he was average because for what we saw in right, the season, yeah. he was reliable. I mean, that, that's what well, we're looking
2: at in fairness. And yeah. I agree. I think there are other clubs that are sniffing around and we may not see him next season. But I think on his performances, yeah, you know, I, I personally, I I'd like to keep him. Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah. But if
1: we're putting if we're putting child in for the same reason, that's the only reason I'd say buy because we think he's going, but that's all it's matt I mean, if Matt thinks he's gonna stay and we'll put him right for his rating. Yeah. I thought, yeah. Oh, sorry.
2: With for me, Matt Chowdhury hasn't done enough to to keep him, and I think he is further down the pecking order. And if people mm. want him, I think his performances. There's a red card in him, like you know, you said yellow. I, I don't think there's a red card in him, and and I I would quite happily let Chowdhury go. Yeah. I can see Pratt leaving, but I wouldn't want to see him go.
0: Yeah, yeah. I agree. I mean, is is when he's played. He's always, you know, he's been steady, he's looked, he's looked good. He's a very capable yeah. deputy for Tillemans. But realistically, unless Tillemans is is injured, he's gonna play every game. I think for him, he must have been frustrated that he was behind Madison and, and Perez in the pecking order. Oh. Um and even for the defensive midfielder role, Mendy and Chowdhury were coming on instead of him. So I, I can see him going, but I don't I don't want him to go. I think he's got a lot more to offer. I think he's a very good squad player, very good backup. And I think he could be
2: even better if he got a regular run of games. Um oh, Do you think next season, Matt, do you think we're likely to see him? Because again, you know, this season we, we struggled and he was injured as well, of course. Let's not forget, yeah. you know, at one point we had Madison, we had... um Perez and Pratt all out at the same time. But, of course, we've got the Europa League. We've got the FA Cup. We've got the Cameroon Cup. We've got the Premier League. Obviously, we're going to win everything next season. So, could you see him playing more? You know, you say Tillemans going to play every game. He physically probably couldn't play every game.
0: Yeah, I mean, he might. But, whether, you know, Tillemans is going to play in the big games. Is he happy yes. just to come in and, and play, you know, the Europa League games away to, you know, a Ukrainian side and then miss the... You know, the Manchester City big games, yeah. or are you going to want to be a starter somewhere else? I mean, I think a lot of whether he stays or goes is going to depend on what happens with Tillemans because there are rumors, nice. well, rumors that he's signing a new contract and also rumors that he's off. I think if he goes, if Tillemans goes, then Pratt will, will stay.
2: Yeah. So would you agree with Brad then if he stays, he's average? Yeah, I think
0: he's been average. It's just if yeah, he decides
2: to go or not okay so matt the the <laughs> the guy who this time last season probably none of us had really sort of could say a word about but he's he's got more uh, more medals now than um, Chilwell or maguire put together young mr luke thomas yeah i
0: mean it's been um i mean he was called up it was a bit of a shock last year for the i think it was a sheffield united game when he was called up um mm. and he and he started i think for me, this season, he's, he's you know you've, you've really seen his development. He's becoming a lot more confident. Um, he is definitely heading in the right direction. He reminds me a little bit of Justin last mm. year, where he's you know he's still learning his trade. He's definitely got a lot of potential. I think his performance in the cup final um, was was fantastic. I mean, I wasn't expecting him to be starting in the cup final. I was surprised it was him and not all Brighton in that position. Mm-hmm. But thought he was, you know, he was solid for the occasion. I mean, don't forget that the Cup final would have been the first time that he's played professionally in front of a crowd. And you yeah, play that yeah. one in the FA Cup mm-hmm. final and you're a teenager. Um, I, I think he's got to go in the good based on, you know, the expectations. I don't think anybody would have expected him to have really seen off yeah. Fuchs, um, mm-hmm. knocked Fuchs out of the team, knocked Fuchs out of the the club. Really, um he's good based on his age, based on our expectations and based on his potential.
2: Brad, 14 appearances. Um he <laughs> got the odd goal as well, which wasn't wasn't a bad effort, really, was it? You know, and uh had the confidence to tell uh tell the Jamie Vardy to, to get his ass out the way. Uh 23 tackles made, uh 61% was successful, 51 recoveries. Um, 65 jewels won, not bad for a. And of course, a cup, a, a, a cup final medal, not bad for a 19 year old. No,
1: not there's not many 19 year olds that can say they've done that by that age, can they? Really, he's he's come on leaps and bounds. He he instantly reminds me of the you know a certain Harvey Barnes that plays on the same side as him, you know, mm. as an attacking role. He's probably a season behind. There's been the odd moment, of course where he's, you know, he's, he's he's still learning. I mean, for yeah. God's sake, he's 19. i hope he's still learning. He yeah. still makes the odd mistake, but I, I, I'm, that's, that's been hypercritical, I guess. Um, he's been pretty much decent throughout. He's very good, and he's going to be pushing to, with competition, we've seen what he can do. Mm-hmm. You know, FA Cup final held his nerve scored that goal in the Euros, scored the goal against Man United. So he's not phased by the game um, in front of crowds either, we've seen. So yeah, good. I'd say he's had a good season. I wouldn't say it's brilliant because I think that's no. the potential for next season if he can break into yeah. that 11
2: With yeah.
1: Justin being out injured.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um... Mad, yes, we do have um, the Community Shield to play for. We are going to be playing Manchester City, and hopefully we'll be having a full house by uh, by the time that comes around. But yes, we will be playing for the Community Shield again, which we've already won, of course. I
1: was going to say, we've already won that. Does anyone know the the way we did it, though? Had to get into it.
2: Yeah, we had to. We, we, because about three other teams couldn't make it, and we won the second division, <laughs> or what was then the second division, or the second tier, I should say now, I believe. And, um, and didn't we win it on a replay? Or I don't, I can't remember that much, but, uh, but Tillemans, let's move on. Tillemans, um, Matt, I mean, one word really for Tillemans this season, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean, um, he needs to be in that stratus uh ferrick's own that brad mentioned earlier i mean when he he's, he's just he's just come on so much when he joined on loan he just looked like why would monaco even let him go on loan let alone sell him um yeah last season he, he his form sort of dipped a little bit i think um but this season he's just been outstanding he can tackle he can pass he can score um, he's just got everything in his game. He seems to have the respect of the players. He seems to be a real leader. Um, I just I can't think of any. I just can't think of anything bad to to say. He just seems to be, you know, the complete midfielder.
2: Brad, you know, uh, disagree, or you? Have, I have a feeling you might be agreeing. No, I think
1: he was awful. We should get rid of him put him in the bad category. <laughs> it's what every fan of every other team would say about him because they're that desperate to get him. He goes straight and go. brilliant. He's <laughs> taken the limelight off Madison from last season. He is the biggest player that Leicester fans want to make sure they hear as soon as possible that he's not going anywhere. Get him in that brilliant yep. category. Put him at the front of the list with, with Fafana.
2: Yep. Yeah, he's, he he he's in there now. Uh, David Thomas has been very good uh, for all the pressure that's put on him, so he agrees with good. And uh, again, Yuri, brilliant. Yeah, I think I think I think we would all agree with Yuri. And Yuri, just get get that get that contract signed, will you? Um, Brad, let's stick with you for. I know, I know where I'd put Mister Vardy. Um, where would you put Mister Vardy? Legend. Club legend Yeah, but we're talking about this season. Yeah, but
1: he has been he's been a legend of season mm-hmm. as well. What what the end of the season on 14, 15 goals, 34 years of age. He must have got eight and nine assists throughout his season, and he's still perform outperforming some of the top strikers in the Premier League. It's a no contest. I, I have stated this and I'd argue two for now with any fan of any club that doesn't think he is. The guy's been world class. I mean, he's held that top Leicester scorer since that season.
2: He has it's yeah, fifteen yeah. goals this season. Um, what is he, he's done? He's done the hat trick. He's got thirteen with his right, one with his left, one with his head. Um, Thirty-four appearances, shot accuracy forty-six um, percent. You know, uh, he's obviously he's eight penalties taken, eight penalties scored. So you can't argue with that. Um, shots taken, forty six percent on target. You see, to me, I guess you're putting him in brilliant there, Brad. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, right. oh. Yeah, I must admit, Matt, I, I, I would, I was going to put him in good because I think, yeah, you know, if we hadn't had Inatro hit the form when he did, Vardy's lack of form, and I know he became a provider, but when he was shooting, and I think. To me, this summed summed up his season in the FA Cup final. I think it was he had a shot, and it 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 went wide or a header. I'm not sure which. And the commentator said the Vardy of old would have got that on target. And that's the only reason why I would drop him down to good. And I know he's I know he's been a a um you know a hero for many many years, but it's just this one season we're looking at, and you know. By his own standards, it's it's not been his, his best season. I think goals wise,
0: um, he hasn't scored as many as he has in previous seasons. But I think it, that that shows the the quality of Vardy, the fact that he he adapted his game. When you watch when you watch him play, you often hear the commentators mentioning that he's had the fewest touches of anybody on the pitch. But it's not all about what he does with the ball, it's about the runs that he makes, he draws defenders, he creates space for other people. Um, with Bonds having to go, that that meant that Vardy had to change his, his game slightly. With uh, Iheanacho coming and playing up front, when Vardy's been used to playing um, up top on his own for the last, what, three, three, four years since Okazaki went, um, you know, he's had to change his game. Iheanacho we've put in there is brilliant because of his goal scoring, but I don't think he would have scored as many goals as that if it wasn't for Vardy making the runs, drawing defenders out of position, creating the space for the passers, creating space for the runs of everybody else. Um, yes, he's, he's not scored as many goals towards in the second half of the season. Um, and, and he's probably another one, like most strikers, that relies on their confidence quite a lot. And when you've missed a couple, it's hard to get back into into that flow. But, you know, look at his age. Um look at what, what he's achieved over the season, look at the rankings of the goal scorers um in the Premier League. People are talking about Bamford and how good he's been, and he's scored fewer goals than uh than Varde.
2: Yeah, um playing devil's advocate here totally though. You know, there's a few games before he when he came back, before you know, he he got that pairing with Nacho when he just wasn't He just wasn't scoring. And I just asked the question, Matt, if Nacho had gone as many games, even if he was providing as Vardy has without scoring, would we have put Nacho in where he is just on on assists only? You know, you could say, you know, well, you know, if Vardy was scoring every game and Nacho was, you know, drawing players away and, you know, and, and setting Vardy up, would Nacho have got in the brilliant and I, I just wonder if he would.
0: But Vardy's a striker. He was our top goal scorer. He's in, I don't know what the numbers are, but he's in the top 10, isn't he, of the Premier League. He has created yeah. a lot of goals, um, not necessarily assists, but, you know, also creating it from other things. So, um, yes, it's a shame he didn't get up to 20. Um, but, he, you know, he suffered from an injury as well. Yeah. Um, he came back, probably came back too soon because of the pressure because there was no you know nobody else. Um, mm-hmm. I you know think you know if if he hadn't scored so many goals in the start of the season and then so few in the second half, if he'd scored his fifteen goals like one every four games and he'd been steady throughout the season, I don't think we would be having this discussion. It's just because he's yeah, he does. scored yeah. lots and not scored lots, but he's 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 just been a different player in the second half. Yeah, And he, let's
1: remember, if you actually check his seasons before, sorry Chris, if you check his seasons <laughs> before, there's a, notable perp, there's a notable dry patch that he always has and he still manages to get it. And another point I'd say is, there's a certain Sergio Aguero that has been one of the best, he's talked about as one of the best Premier League strikers, and I don't know what his situation was at United City, I don't know if he was constantly injured, but couldn't get a game when he was fit, came on for sentiment. In the end, Vardy's 34 and still managed 15 goals. I just, I can't see how a striker who's 34 gets 15 goals can't be anything other than, than up there in a brilliant discussion. And I see where you're coming from, where he fell off the form. And I, I do get your comparisons mm. with the actor. You're right. If you took Vardy's goal out of it, I, I'd, I'd argue he'd struggle to get into the good because you'd see the decline. I just think the fact mm. that he's managed to keep an even keel and do it better than others is why he goes into brilliant.
2: He's he's seventh in this season's um scoring charts. Kane with twenty-three, Salah with twenty-two, Fernandez eighteen, Bamford seventeen, son seventeen, Calvert Lewin sixteen, and, and Jamie there at seven. So Jamie, you're going into the brilliant. Not that I as I say, you know, I am I, I, my job here is to is to sort of play devil's advocate sometimes. Now Matt, you may want to nip and get a tin helmet on now because (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to pass this one over to Brad and I'm going to hide under the desk because Brad, Mr. Perez, I'm just going to say go for it. He's been so frustrating as
1: a player, hasn't he? Oh, my God. Poor. He's been poor. He has been poor. I'm sorry, You know, every time since we've been doing this show, I've brought up Perez playing poor. I've had people come in the comments, rightly so, saying, oh, he was on right wing though, Brad. He's a professional footballer, being paid at 80, 150, whatever grand a week he's on, he's a professional footballer. If he has been training in that position after two and a half years, he should be able to do more than what he was doing. There's a reason Brendan completely dropped him from this team. He went off the face of the earth. Until the, until the injuries and, and, and the, the structure and the formation changed. If we'd have stayed with a right wing formation and Harvey Barnes on the left, he wouldn't have played in a Leicester shirt again when that was last dated. I can convince you that. In fact, I put him in by category. Get rid of him. Uh, thank you for your time. Thank you for all your efforts. They weren't much, in they were great efforts, but they didn't do a lot for us because you're not of the top six quality, Perez. Bye. Like, see you later. Join
2: Charlie on the outdoor. <laughs> yeah, Brad, Brad Perkis, News at ten. Leicester. Matt. He. Um, he, he. Twenty-five appearances. Uh, two goals. Forty-two percent shot accuracy. Uh, only thirteen of those were on. You know, of his shots were on target. Um, I'm struggling. He hit the woodwork twice. Big chances missed. And these, these stats, by the way, are I'm not being unfair because these stats are actually off lcfc.com. So it's our own guys that are saying this. Um pass accuracy 77%. There's the something Brendan sees in him. It was, you know, Brendan went, he didn't even try and negotiate. He, he had a 30 million buyout clause, he bought him. Um, the funny thing is, Newcastle fans wouldn't want him back. <laughs> I spent on a couple of their forums during the season. Um, but Brendan, you know, there's always one player that, you know, fans don't understand why the manager likes them, you know, <coughs> Junior Lewis, Peter Taylor. But, you know, there's, um, there's, there's, I don't know. Carry on, Matt. What do you think?
0: I mean, he's had opportunities, hasn't he? We spoke about Under earlier, um, yeah. who didn't have the opportunities. We've spoken about Pratt, who didn't have the opportunities. You look at Perez; he's been here now for a couple of years. I'm not sure what his position is. Is he is he a striker? Is he a number ten? Is he a right yeah. winger? Because he's played in all of those positions, but he hasn't looked effective in in any of them. He's had the opportunity with Madison struggling. Um, And he's just not, he's just not taken it. Um, I personally, you look at the the rest of the teams in the top six um, and then you look at the, you know, the teams on the periphery, like your West Ham's and Arsenal's. If Perez was up for sale now, would he go to Man City, Man United, Liverpool, Chelsea? Would any of them have him? And they wouldn't. Um, We were linked with Ericsson, weren't we, in January. And if he, he could have been, the kind of player that you bring off the bench to change a game. That's really what Perez is. Perez sits on the bench. He is our only attacking option. In most cases, he's the guy you look to, to come on, grab a goal, get an assist, you know, make, make a change. And he just doesn't do it. So it's gotta be a buy, buy for me as well. I think it's time for him to go and time for us to get somebody else in. Well, especially um... back from loan, you know, give, I'd rather see him being given an opportunity. This no, it's like yeah. a different play. But I'd rather see him have an opportunity in the squad than Perez. I think he's been there for too long now.
2: I must admit, um, I'd kind of and I don't know it was Brad I said this to or Craig, but I'd kind of sort of just accepted that he will always be in um in Rendon's uh, plans in some form or another. And I was just gonna sort of have to learn learn to accept that. Um for that reason, I would have probably stuck stuck him in poor. But, you know, taking on board the fact that, you know, you mentioned the big clubs wouldn't have him. I think the fact that Newcastle didn't want him back or the fans didn't want him back probably says it all. So, Perez, I'm sorry, but you are going in the bye-bye box. There we go. Now, guys, don't get excited. And I do know that it looks like we're going to talk about DeMari Gray, but we are not. He just happened to be in the group of players that I uploaded from my website. No, don't be sorry. Don't be
1: so? sorry. He deserves that.
2: i i could have put gazelle we've got gazelle coming back anytime let's not uh, let's not get too excited but let's end uh let's end with the um mad what makes you want to cry mate what makes you want to cry tell us please uh matt manager mr rogers you can't put anything
0: other than brilliant. I know that the forums since uh, since Sunday's game have been, you know, there's lots of people who are saying that, you know, we bottled it and we chucked it away and made poor decisions and things like that. I think when you look back at what we've achieved this year to win the FA Cup, to beat Manchester United, to beat Chelsea, um, you know, to get through a semi-final is, I just think it's, you know, it's incredible. Um what he's achieved and i think this for me being a fan winning a cup is more important than the league i mean can you remember either of you where we finished in 97 or where we finished in 2000 the same year we won the league cup most fans probably can't remember what position we finished in but they can remember where they sat at wembley they can remember Claridge's goal they can remember elliot's goal that's yep. the thing for me as a fan it's about winning it's about winning the cups it's about that you know having for the players for having the medals we finished fifth in the league we won the FA cup um we finished fifth last year we got to the semi final there was talk about whether um rodgers was kind of you know not not quite uh, good enough like you know he can get you to fifth but not fourth you get to a semi final not a final he's proved this year that he's a winner he's won something for us i think this is just the start for us we've got a really We're good finished. team. we
1: finished team.
2: 10 I was going to say tenth as, as well. Ten I think and possibly ninth one of the seasons. I think it was ninth and tenth. Matt's not going to say. He's going to keep us. No, I, I can't. I can't remember. <laughs> he now. can't remember.
0: It will be. It be in the book. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. it, it was all of it. It's about winning the cup. That's the thing. That's they're the players that you remember. Um they're the yes. games we remember, and I think finishing fifth is brilliant. Yes, it's a shame the way that it it fell apart, but and I might be the only, I might be on my own with this, but I would take the FA Cup and fifth place. I'd have taken the FA Cup and eighth place to be honest, um, against fourth place and no trophy.
2: I mean, we we actually discussed this beforehand, and you know, the 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 question was is uh, yes, we would. Um, I think we were all of a yeah. certain age would have taken the FA That was definitely cut. around
1: the time when we finished around
2: 10th or 11th per season. Oh, yeah, definitely was. And I'm just looking here, um, mm. Brad. Brendan's win ratio uh, currently, I'm going to say currently, is the best of any manager we've had. It is win ratio since he's been with us, 111 games in charge, 58-1. A win, per- a win percentage of fifty-two point three percent. Now, the best before that was Nigel Pearson's first stay with us at fifty-one point four. Claudio only managed forty-four point four four. So at the moment, he is, he, is, he is up there, and it can be frustrating at sometimes. You can look at him and think, "What have you done? Why have you picked him?" But that would be the same with any manager, wouldn't it, Brad?
1: Yeah, it, it would be luckless, but there's always been a lot of questions um, about Brendan when it, in regards to his manager. Um, a lot of neutrals, a lot of pundits were always talking about that certain season he had managing Liverpool, you know, where Cristan Ball happened to them mm-hmm. three in a lot, three all, um, Gerard Slip. Could he really do it at the top level? Is that Was he going to be known as a manager that could probably go elsewhere like he did at Celtic and win everything when it came to the bigger leagues, um, which is no disrespect to the Scottish League, but, you know, bigger league, Premier League? Um, was he going to be a nearly man? You know, the Villa mm-hmm. semi-final last year, that could have knocked the stuffing out of them, you know? And, it, you know, we give a lot of praise to the players for this year, for how last season ended and how they picked themselves up and what we've gone on to achieve this year. There's not a single Leicester fan out, out there that, even if they were told they would lose fourth place on the last day of the season, would not snap your hand off for fifth mm. and the yeah. FA Cup. He's and of course, you're the in a position
2: where you've got two manage, well, one managerless club and one club that where the fans wish they were managerless in in the London uh, uh, Spurs oh. and Arsenal that would both would bite your hand off for him. So take from that, Brad. Yeah, he's going to end up in the old brilliant. Yeah, pile.
0: definitely, one
1: hundred percent.
0: I think the other thing to remember as well is there's, there's a big focus on, you know, the league table and the results. But I think you also need to look at what Brendan's done off the pitch. So you look at that brilliant yeah. category there. You've got people like Justin, you've got people like Barnes, Ian Acho, Tillemans. The, Brendan's obviously done, and his coaching staff, obviously done something with those guys um, to, to develop them and to improve them off the field. So I think he deserves a lot, a lot of credit. For that
1: yeah because that list could look a lot different if he hadn't been around to develop help push their development as well as he's done yeah i think you're right there matt spot on
2: guys we've done it we've gone through the team um and we we, we did we did leave mr grey out and we didn't include mr gazelle so <laughs> we we have done very well and i think i think we i don't think we've been totally unfair i think we've we've probably got everybody spot on there yeah. Did you agree? Looks that, a good yeah, yeah. yeah. Looks a good yeah. Matthew, I'm going to say thank you so much for popping on and joining us, and don't forget go to uh, Blue. Or what did we say it was? Blue Army Publishing, and buy What If? Great book, great read, um, make, make, makes you chuckle. An alternative history of Leicester City. But we're not doing so bad with our own history at the moment, are we, Matt?
0: No, no, I if you tried to write an alternative history at the moment, it would probably be all doom and gloom.
2: <laughs> really? You're going to have to do one now. Not what if, but what happened or something like that. Yeah. But uh, Matt, thanks so much for joining us, mate. Um, thanks, thanks, for coming mate. On thanks And for putting, for you in, for putting your thoughts in. Thanks very much. Yeah, Take care. And we'll speak soon. All the best. Bye bye. Brad. Thank you as always, sir. You know, you—I know you—you're a busy man, and um coming, you know, you know, with your with your wine to water and your uh, feeding of the five thousand, it, it keeps you busy. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for coming on. um Yeah, first time yeah, we've done one of those. Is. Might do another one. Might do another one with a different topic soon.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're always interesting they're quite the popular choice as well. So you guys in the comments, let us know if there's anything you'd like Chris to maybe come up with an idea and so we'll bang our heads together and maybe come up with something. Cause I enjoyed that.
2: Yes, that was so good. It's always um, so
1: yeah. easy when you have a good season, though, isn't it? <laughs> Cause if it was a bad season. <laughs> you may put more in the selling category.
2: Had it been a bad season, you'd have seen them a lot, a lot further down the list. I think, you know,
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely.
2: definitely. Okay. Brad, Thanks very much, mate, as always. Speak to you soon. Cheers. Enjoyed it as
1: always, mate. Cheers. And you, buddy.
2: Thanks to Brad there. We'll be back straight after this. Leicester Till I Die TV, home of the FA Cup winners. Never forget we are. So my thanks to um, Brad, my thanks to Matthew, and we will see you next Tuesday with another special at seven o'clock. And then next Thursday at seven o'clock, we have got a one-to-one when we'll be talking to Julian Watts, who comes on here regularly, helps us out, gives us his opinion. We'll be looking back at his career. And I I need to ask him how he felt about heading that ball down for Steve Clavish to shin it into the goal. And also, what did he know about the goalkeeper substitution? Was it planned? Wasn't it planned? <laughs> Find out next Thursday. See you Tuesday at seven. Take care, guys. Stay Hello, safe. Goodbye Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for all the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Some people are on the pitch, they think it's all over. It is battled!